3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: From iHeartRadio, Common Enemy and Tenderfoot TV. It's the Hey Pal podcast. Hey Pal. Hey Pal <laughs> with Jared and Dave. Hey pal. Hi pal. Oh, don't do that. Pal. Well, I was going high instead of hey because we always do hey. No pal. No. Hey pal. Well, I'm doing. I'm also doing high because I'm just a little sad. Oh Jesus, what now? When are, when can we go play sports again? Like in a in a league. I want to like get back out there and I need to sweat. You're concerned about sports. I'm concerned about when I can have a chicken tender. <laughs>
5: <laughs> like what are you talking about? That's the last thing on my okay, mind. Okay, look, right now.
4: I'm sensitive to your injury and the thing that's been going on for a long time now. Yes, but I would just like to get out there. I would. Lo- I don't even know if I'm going to be good anymore, Dave. Like I might get on the court and I go zero for ten. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. Why? Well, it wouldn't shock you if I go zero for ten? No, I'm not going zero for ten. No, I'm not going zero for ten. Well, that's yet to be seen. <laughs> that's yet to be seen. You know. You know what's funny about that is that it's it's funny how i can say i would go over 10 and that's a bad game but like take our take our guests for example right mm-hmm. like what is the equivalent of a bad game in in like the entertainment field you know does an actor know when they have a bad game does a does a rapper know when they i feel like we should start off the the podcast and ask rizza this
5: well yeah i mean i think that's a good starting point but i definitely i i definitely think with actors it's a little bit different because there's a certain level of insecurity involved you know what I mean, where it's it's hard to Well, they always think they have a bad game. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 true. I, I think so. No, that's and, a good point.
4: You know, I think with athletes it's pretty obvious. Like, you're telling you're telling me DiCaprio or Damon, they don't watch the movie and go, Wow, this is this is good and I'm good.
5: Well, you gotta understand there's a lot of well, well known actors and actresses that can't even watch themselves on film. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? That is true. So
4: I, I get it. Oh, well, Kyle's giving us the look. I think Riz right. is ready. Look, that's a great there we go. There we go. Um, well, uh, thank you for coming and listening to this episode of the hey Pal podcast. Yes. And our guest has never had a bad game, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we're about we're about to find out. So our next guest can do it all from Wu Tang Clan to his directorial debut of the man with the iron fist to acting in films as such as American gangster mm-hmm. opposite Denzel Devo. Yeah. That's some, that's some heavy. All acting. right. All right. <laughs> wait, that's not, wait, what? Well, that was a, that was a Denzel Matthew McConaughey. No, that's not, no, that had not, that was not Denzel at all. <laughs> all right. We're just going to continue to TV shows like Californication, um, to our movie that we did together, Kyle and I, we did a movie with Riza called cutthroat city. You can go out and get it right now. Uh, and a lot of people, I don't think know this Devo, but, uh, Our next guest, Mr. RZA, also scored movies like Kill Bill 1 and Kill Bill 2. Yes. So I would like you to put your hands together and give a nice round of applause for our next Hey Pal guest, Mr. RZA.
6: RZA, how are you doing? Bum, bum. What up, what up? So just just to give you some context, I'm sitting here eating uh, (laughs) these rice crackers. I I love it. (laughs) My my favorite snack is the Japanese rice cracker snacks. I love it.
5: I feel like that's something you would that, love, Dave. That is something I would love if I could eat. <laughs> Riza, I'm on IV nutrition because I had a, a a surgeon screwed me up, and I haven't eaten in
6: 38 Whoa. days. No food, no water in 38 days. Wait, so you're walking around with the IV in your back? Is that in the that in the liquid hits you? Yeah,
5: yeah. It just goes in through like my wild, vein. Man. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's it's crazy. It's, it's definitely a uh, an exercise in patience. I'll tell you that much. It's Wow. So that means when food go by, you
6: can't eat. You just got to look at it. I just watched Kyle eat a the sandwich
5: right now. <laughs> well,
6: well, I hope you feel better. Thank you. But but basically, you got your meal in that bag. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's, it, that's it flavored.
5: flavor. Yeah. Like potato steak flavored ice cream. I need that we need to work on that cuz I know that you're you got your hand in a lot of a lot of different <laughs> projects. We got to work on the flavored nutrition.
4: Okay? <laughs> yeah, very true. So so Riza again, thank you so much for you know taking my call and coming on the on the Hey Pal podcast. Um when when an athlete has has a bad game, they they know it. They can they can look at the statistics, you know, they can see they went 2 for 11 from the field and didn't grab a rebound or have an assist or they struck out three times if it's baseball in your when you're making music do you do you know after you have a song that you've made a bad song do you know that you've had a good game and made a good song or or is it what what is that process like after you've released it
6: out into the world well, i think it's different it's different far as the creation of the song and the release right cuz every time you release a song you actually most likely believe that it's a good song or you don't release it, right? Right. You're always confident. But I think when you're talking about how will the artists go through the same experience as an athlete and claims of loss and bad games, that goes to their stage performance. Okay. When you get on stage and you go out there and you are trying to win this audience over to vibe with you, dance with you, rock with you, sing along with you, And that doesn't go goes well. You feel that immediately. You like if you come out like I've I've had a day where I've done a show, and um, my chi wasn't up. You know what I mean? But I still had to do it. I get I got there, and within ten minutes, the audience knew that this was going to be a soggy night, and I knew it too. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And you try, (laughs) and you try to come up with some gag or something to make it work, and. Sometimes it's like a bad game. There's no recovery from it. You got to go back to the locker room and prepare for that next show. You know what I mean? And and so
4: that kind of leads me to my next question is you're, you're so talented in so many different fields. Are, Are you watching, you know, just like an athlete has to watch game film to stay present and to stay, you know, up to par on what, what the rest of the field is doing. Are you able to be, so talented for so long in so many different fields because you're, you're studying, are you studying essentially what we call game film all
6: the time? Yeah, what I do, yeah, I study the craft of what I'm, uh, what, what, what my talent and my art is invested into. I, I study that craft. And even if I get a job that I'm not, you know, I've gotten jobs where, you know, I wasn't great at as far as technically, So if you look at me, I score movies, right? But the first time I got a movie scoring gig, it was my first one. I had no knowledge of the technical process. I made hit records. I had platinum albums, you know what I mean? I produced a Grammy-winning song, but I never had scored the film, right? And so what I did was I went and got, you know, books on Leonard Bernstein, Henry Mancini. I got those books. And then I also just looked at some of the classicals, like, The the, the gentleman that wrote Peter and the Wolf. When I saw, when I read a book on him and saw what he did, I realized that, you know, for instance, he took every instrument, he made it a sound for a character. So if the bird flew, he had a flute. If the wolf came, he had a trombone. And so by getting that information in my head, it gave me some weapons to use when it came time to score. And by the time I got to my third or fourth movie, I was like, yo, the brass is gonna do this, the slings is gonna do this because <laughs> yeah. I studied the craft. Right. Oh, so awesome. so in
4: essence you're you're studying all the game film. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no way and I know you, you know, we've worked together and I I I knew I knew what the answer would be, you know, is that you are studying. Just, I mean, it's just obviously it's in a different way than game film. But of course, you're going to go into scoring your first movie and be and be insanely prepared, and not just rely on on natural talents and natural gifts, but finding a way to expand those natural natural gifts and being the best at it.
6: Yeah, this is why you know you look at a sports player who are, or even a boxing champion who wins. He's it's really the one who's the most prepared.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I love <laughs> watching uh, Mike Tyson. Talk about his loss to uh, Buster Douglas, and I always this, that's one of my analogies, Jared. If anybody, if you lose when everybody thought you was going to win, that means you got caught by a Buster Douglas, mm-hmm. right? Yep, I love, you I love a buster. that. Yep. So, but when when Tyson caught that Buster, and you you know we all watching it as kids and fans, and we couldn't believe to see our hero go down like that. But when you go back and you hear him talk about it in his documentaries, he's like, "Yo, I was chasing." women smoking weed, bullcrap. I wasn't prepared. Yeah. I took it light. Yeah. You can't take nothing light. The giant took Jack light. All oh, right? and he that's cut so true. Off on him.
5: Yeah. Goliath <laughs> took David light. That's true.
6: Exactly. Don't go anywhere. Hey pal. we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick
3: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I know you're big on being centered. I know you mentioned your chi earlier. I know you're a fan of meditation. I, I know you're a fan of Bruce Lee, who is very much about you know that world and, and, and feeling that spirituality. And I think there's a lot of similarities with Phil Jackson, who's the greatest NBA coach of all time in terms of number of championships and rings. And I wanted to ask you about that and how you feel that that, that meditation, that mentality has helped you bring so many people together. You know, you, you developed the Wu-Tang Clan and you brought all those personalities and all those different guys together to reach one common goal, which was to make great art and great entertainment. So how has that process, how did that meditation help you?
4: And who and was who your Dennis Rodman? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to tell us.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you guys. <God. laughs>
6: Very true. <laughs> but no, yo, I mean, nah, look, if you could s- centralize yourself right, in any field. So look at, like, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned Phil Jackson because he is one of the greatest and he knows the game. Mm-hmm. If you don't know the game, you can't show the game. Oh, and if you ain't balance yourself enough to be able to express that, then the team is never going to be able to relate to what you're trying to get and, tra- and transmit to them. So for me, I'm an MC. I'm an artist. So when I'm with Method Man or I'm with Ray or with Ghost. I'm also there as an MC, even though I may not be getting on that song. Right. As a producer, I have a I got to have an ear and I got to have a a, a instinct of knowing like, okay, that's where you stop at or that's where you come in at. And it comes from first being centered myself. Right. So if you look at uh, even a speaker that's going to use this quick enough, a speaker has a magnet in the middle of it. And that's how the sound is amplified out. Wow! And so that's that same thing for me. I, I looked at myself as a, as a, as a center of something. Mm-hmm. I, I think we said in one of my lyrics, I said, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm the number seven in the center of the sun. So that's a big, <laughs> yeah. big uh, imagination right there. Yeah. The idea is that I'm centralized. And therefore, all the eight points of my sun, which is my Wu-Tang brothers, they shine all that light out. You know what I mean? So meditation is important. I think some of our greatest athletes, boxers, you know, I had a chance to meet Lennox Lewis, and we talked about martial arts. Mm -hmm. Right? And one thing I noticed about him as a boxer and even a few other boxers, when I shook his hand, his hand, I thought it was gonna be a grip of death, but it was actually a soft hand. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it at first. Later on, I learned because when you're boxing. When you throw the punch, that's when it tightens up. I mean, all the the I mean, it's it's at a, it's at an instantaneous, and that takes training, meditation, repetition. You know, there's a science. I went to watch my man uh, Pac Man train one day. Blew my mind. If I was there for ninety minutes watching him, I had my son, so my son was all excited to see him. I tell you, for at least 30, 40 minutes straight, he just was jumping rope. Right. Same jump. <laughs> and was like, yo, and I was like, yo, look at his calves. And you and, and his division, look at Pac-Man legs. And that's why a lot of men can't took that, can't take, could not take him down. Yeah. Okay. He's a trained that foundation. And you and he looked at so zen. There was cameras, everybody around him. But he was still in that gym by himself. Right. And that's part of meditation.
5: Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's so beautiful. Now, a- along those lines, in terms of, you you grew up in Brooklyn, but you were always, d- in New York, you were always drawn to kind of Eastern philosophies and the Eastern way of thinking. And obviously, there's a lot going on in the United States right now. What What could you apply in terms of those Eastern philosophies, that Eastern way of thinking, to help us here now, today?
6: I mean, one thing, you know, that you get, You know, let's just take it to the Kung Fu movies, right? In the Kung Fu movies, there's a group of men that learns to unify for a righteous cause. And so as a country, we have to unify behind what's good for the whole. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? If it ain't good for the whole, if one dude in the room stinks, eventually the whole room gonna smell. Yep. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I deal with that so, here.
5: I deal with that here with Jared on a weekly basis. That's
6: what I'm so, so that means you got to bring in enough cologne for everybody. You gotta, you gotta be, hey guys, you gotta be, eight hours. Let's go. Right? But to me, that's 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 the gag, man. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's like here we here we are, yo. You know, you talk. About, I want to say one thing about it, being an American citizen. You. Everywhere else I go, I'm an American citizen. Mm-hmm. Okay? I don't care. If I, I can land in Africa. Mm-hmm. I'm still an American. Right. Okay. You can go back to, to, to your ancestor's home, whether it's uh, Dublin, whether it's Italy, whether it's Amsterdam, whether it's Israel, whatever. You are arriving there as an American, and your experience is very unique to these 300 million people. Mm -hmm. And these 300 million people is very different from the other 7.4 billion out there, yo. And we, we be a fool to subdivide ourselves even further because we already are separated in our own way. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, have you ever had a Kit Kat in France?
0: <laughs> don't
5: the same. You're
6: right. You're right. Don't taste <laughs> you're the same. right. Yeah. At the gas station down the block, brother. Yeah,
4: one
5: thousand percent.
6: not
4: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, Rizza, when you when when a when an athlete makes it to the championship game, they win the championship. That's the only time that they say, "I won." Right? You don't ever hear athletes being like. Yeah, we, we, we got to the chip, but we didn't win the chip, but I still won for getting to the chip. Taking that sure. kind, of, kind of parallel, when you make an album, is, is the chip for you as an artist releasing the album out into the, into the ether? Or is the chip for you, does the album have to actually do well?
6: That's a great question. I, well, look, when I was young, of course, it had to do well. By mm-hmm. right? being younger... Uh, you know, the aspirations of being number one, being a champion. You know, I had a I had a bad problem with that because, you know, once I figured out what to do creatively and I produced my first album, which is called Into the Thirty Six Chambers, I made a platinum album. Right. Album.
5: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
6: And it went on to become one of the people call it one of the greatest. Right. Yeah. But then I did a second one. Double platinum, another one platinum, another one platinum. So I was like, bong, bong, bong. Yeah. And so then when I did Bobby Digital, it went gold, right? And I was pissed off. <laughs> 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 then why should I be pissed off at a gold album? When you go back and look at his hip hop history, most of the top MCs only go gold. Right. You know what I mean? Even some of our greatest rappers, at you know, whether you're looking at... Um, Cool G rappers, some of these great, great ones that pioneered didn't even go gold. Right. But I was so caught into the self centeredness of the success, of the commercial success. I forgot a little bit about the natural creative success of just completing the job. When I first 36 Chambers, I had no success to base it on. So my goal was just to finish it. And I felt like I won when it was came when it came out the first week. Oh, 30,000 copies. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just hang on the radio was like, yeah. But then once you taste that victory, which in hip hop is those platinum albums, then you you can get poisoned by that. You know what I mean? Right. And and that's how come some people who lose, they never come back from loss. You had so for me as an artist, I've learned to lose. And to come back from it and so now as you know we worked on that movie together cutthroat city i know you could tell my personality my main thing was to complete my day right and that's how i feel now i feel like the best success and that's what i tell my children success is completion because if picasso never finished the painting it would never be here and since he finished it it could be worth 100 million dollars now but he didn't know the value of it. But he did complete it. So completion, to me, is 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 on an artist level, my success. I know on sports is different, you know. But even there's some people who run the marathon in New York, you know. Did they say well, they just want to cross that line? You know what right. I mean? They cross yeah, right. the line. They feel like yo, it's, it's self accomplishment. Don't miss Hey Pal episode two with the rizza on Thursday.
4: Hey Pal is a production of iHeartRadio, Common Enemy, and Tenderfoot TV, hosted by Jared Einsen and Dave Osico. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Executive producer for iHeartRadio is Sean Titone. Executive producers for Tenderfoot TV are Donald Albright and Payne Lindsay. Catch new episodes of Hey Pal every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to rate us five stars, share it with your friends, and
5: subscribe.